For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Believe in Everything Auburn is brought to you by Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports development, including this year's basketball championship finals, the NHL Hockey Conference Finals, Major League Baseball, and the latest fighting news, even next season's early NFL futures. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code believe that's B L E A V to get the bonus and get in on the action bet online where the game starts. War damn Omaha. Welcome in everybody to believe in everything Auburn. I'm your host Taylor Davis joined as always by Jason Campbell and clearly I buried the lead everybody the Tigers are headed to Omaha. You know, Jay and I are going to talk all about the exciting week of supers that just wrapped up as we head into the wonderful couple weeks of the College World Series. What's up, everybody? Hope you've had a fantastic week since we last spoke. It's been an exciting few months for my co-host, Jason Campbell. It is finally out there, and we can talk about it. My man got married. You finally posted it on social media. I could not be happier for you. No one deserves it more. So just wanted to give you a big congrats publicly now that you are talking about it and uh how's married life been man hey it's going great uh like i say you know it's been a long time coming yeah Uh, you know besides getting all the calls about not getting invited uh, (laughs) so we was excited and uh, to get this chapter going our life and to spend a lifetime together yeah oh my gosh i mean you know, you and I are very faith-driven people and believe that there is a, a plan and a purpose for everyone. And as someone who, who knows you and knows your heart, it's, it's rewarding to see um, this chapter of your life begin. I know that you both are uh, going to be very happy together and I'm excited for what's to come. So just wanted to go ahead and acknowledge that, give you a big congrats. Listeners, make sure you hit them up, give them a big congrats on that latest IG post. The wife's debut, we love to see it. But 
nonetheless, we're going to get into some news and notes around Auburn athletics. Uh, not a whole lot going on the football front, but we'll talk a, a little bit about something that did come out. And obviously, Jason um, has been involved in kind of the university's NIL efforts and, and kind of how they're handling all of that, making sure they, they go about it the best way possible for the university, but more importantly for the athletes. But the players actually announced the latest endeavor in the NIL space for Auburn. Last week on social media, the players that are choosing to participate in this new endeavor, put out uh, a, a statement, I guess, on their social media. If you haven't seen, it's called the Plains NIL Club. Basically, it's an online membership for fans to participate in and get behind the scenes exclusive content from the players directly. It's, it's really kind of eliminating the middleman and giving them the access to the players that they never really get the chance to have. And throughout the season, they're also going to have member events on campus and really just give them um, access that, that you don't have otherwise. And, and that honestly, before NIL wasn't even accessible. So uh, the, the players put that out there. More than 75% of the team has signed on to participate and proceeds are going to support every member that is participating. So rather than, you know, the, the star quarterback, the star running back, these guys that are getting hit with all kinds of, of, you know, offers and opportunities left and right from all these mega businesses, this is an opportunity to, to more evenly distribute money that's being brought in, which, which I think is awesome. And it's more of a, a fan driven initiative rather than these mega corporations. So Jay, give me your thoughts on this. I, when I saw the release of, of the statement and the players put out and I, I read it, I thought this was a great idea. I won't be surprised if, if more universities adopt this as well. Yeah, I saw that uh, it came out, I think it was last week. I think yeah. it popped up. So it popped up last week and I'm like, oh. So then I read into it and saw that it was something that the players uh, has decided to do. And, mm -hmm. you know, and it's good for them, you know, to be able to, you know, capitalize, you know, you know, using their name, image, and likeness, and mm -hmm. um, you know, in different ways. And like I said, it's not the big NIL that Auburn is, is working on at the moment. Uh, it's trying to get things in, in place for for the whole betterment of the overall NIL. But this mm -hmm. is the one that the players put together. And this is going to, I think, is, you know, it's just, it's, it's important. Now, yeah. you will probably see more schools uh, getting players to, to do their own thing as well. Because why limit yourself? Right. Uh, you know, like the more, the better, you know, what they supposed to say. So, you know, I just think the players are really taking some things into their hands and uh, making sure that, that no one is taking advantage of them, that they can kind of pr protect themselves and uh, dictate the narrative. And, uh, right. and I just want them also just understand that there are so many people that will be coming after them, you know, all these people, so-called street agents. So these people, you know, so-called, you know, just trying to get these kids account numbers so that they can steal from them. So they have to be very careful as well and understand you have to have someone in place to make sure they're managing, you know, these these things for them. And you have to be careful about that and make sure that you don't mess up your name because your name it what goes a long ways. And uh, yeah. so at all costs, I would just advise these players, as I do when I talk to them, to make sure they're protecting themselves, make sure they're not just jumping at anything that someone put us on the social media trying to offer them something. I'm just like, if you can't see them in front of you, I'd be very leery in trying to accept something through a social media post. Yeah, so true. I think that that's a good point. And what we're learning the further we get into this NIL thing is, it, it is going to be a bit of trial and error. You don't really know what 
you know, issues you're going to come to when you uh, announce this whole thing in this whole new world of college football, but they are having to kind of zero in on some things, even, you know, more donor backed NIL stuff and, and kind of things that are being disguised a little bit. But if you remove that disguise, it is, it is a bit shadier than I think the NCAA was, mm-hmm. was hoping for. So they are going to have to really hone in on this. They're going to have to put more parameters on it. Same thing with the transfer portal. We've talked about that. It can't just be this wide open new concept because we're going to run into issues. And I think for the players, you're right. They probably are getting approached and hit up with these things that may not be exactly what they seem. So things like this, that it's a, a, you know, a player driven player led initiative. It is, it is fan involvement, but it's so on brand for Auburn. Like that is exactly what this, this fan base, this university, this entire athletic culture around Auburn, it is so, uh, so much about the love of, of the school, the love of the sport. And so for, for this to kind of be the initiative that the players have chosen to kind of bring the fans into what it's, what they're like as people, what they're like in their off time. I think that this is a great idea. This is a great way to check all the boxes and, and still be very true to Auburn and to the Auburn family and the Auburn culture. So I really love this. If any listeners out there are interested, make sure you check it out. Plains NIL club. Um, one more thing I wanted to ask you about for football before we get into baseball. I was looking around a little bit and obviously we love to talk about season predictions and expectations when it's far too early, but with summer workouts officially underway, we know a little bit more about who we've got, you know, transfer portal additions, what have you. When you look at our current projected win total, and what we do know is we have one of the toughest strength of schedules heading into next season, which seems pretty typical every year for Auburn. Our current projected win total, according to Sports Illustrated, is at five. And I'm just, I want to gauge, you know, last week we were saying we're going to do some Instagram polls uh, within the next couple of weeks and kind of gauge where expectations are right now. And then we'll do them again right before season starts. So I wanted to get yours just on that, that, that five win total. I think if you look at the schedule, you know, you start out Mercer, San Jose state, feel fairly confident about those two. Then you've got Penn state, Missouri, and LSU. Those, those front five, really those those three, that run of Penn State, LSU, Missouri, I think that that will probably determine the ones that seem up in the air, the Ole Miss, the Arkansas, the Mississippi State. I think Texas A&M, Georgia, Alabama, I, I don't really foresee unless, you know, something crazy happens. But I think those are the ones that you kind of go ahead and put in the L column. But that Arkansas, Ole Miss, and Mississippi State, and, and really LSU, you, you just don't feel like you really know what they're going to have this year. There's so much hype around Ole Miss. Arkansas has steadily been growing. And really Mississippi State's kind of a question mark as well. But uh, looking at that current projected win total of five, let's go ahead and, and give our thoughts on that right now. And then once we know a bit more into fall camp, we'll see if we'll see if they've changed a little bit. So that current projection at five, you, you think higher, lower, give me a little bit of, of why you think that's where they're putting us. Yeah. I don't understand why they only gave us five win totals. I yeah. think a, a lot of it come from the noise of the all season, uh, sure. you know, behind coach Harson and, you know, whether he's going to be the coach, not be the coach and and everything like that. So I think they're playing into the part of all the outside noise, because when you think about the schedule, like our first five games are at home. 
And everyone knows how tough it is to play at Auburn, how hard it is to come into Auburn and win. And the fact that we play Penn State at home and it's not a night game, we're actually playing them, I think it's probably going to be a 2.30 game. Yep. Really let you know it's probably going to be kind of hot. And Penn State is probably not as used to this heat as our players are. And so I get an advantage to us big time in that one. That's the game I was saying. I think we should wear white jerseys and put them in the dark blue jerseys, um, mm-hmm. you know, just from an advantage standpoint. But when you think about the uh, the LSU game, you know, they have a new coach and, you know, they're still trying to figure things out. They've been losing a lot of players to transfer portal. So at the same time, I expect us to win that game. So the Missouri game can be really tough, but because they supposed to be better than they were last year, but at the same time, though, I, I, if Auburn starts off five and zero, all you need to do is start winning, then the mentality and the attitude changes for everybody, yeah. and then it's just a, it, it just becomes, you know, that winning mindset. And once you get that winning mindset, like anything can happen. So, yeah. you know, that's the thing about this football team is a lot of people don't know where we're at from a focus standpoint because of all the noise. And like I said, I was down there two weeks ago at camp. I had a chance to talk with some of the coaches and everything. And everyone seems to be on the same page, players and coaches. And they seem like whatever was going on within the locker room or some of the noise, they have seemed to have gotten resolved. It seemed like there's been some open conversations. There have been some, you know, some let's sit down and hash it out. Right. And see, like, how can we be better? Like, and, and, and I felt that. And so I know that they've done that because I can see their interaction. And that's one thing that that you gotta have. So I, I think this team is uh, can be can learn from everything they went through, and I think it's kind of pulled them closer together because mm-hmm. everything was put out there. And I think from a coach's standpoint too, everyone kind of looked themselves in the mirror and said, you know, this is not Auburn, this is not right. us, you know. And but how can we be better and get this program back to where we want it to be? And I think uh, we'll find out early often. Once the season starts, yes, a lot of it's going to have a lot to do with who's who's playing quarterback. Yeah, uh, you know we still got to figure that aspect out. But from a team mindset point, I'm not worried one bit about this team based off what I seen two weeks ago and talking to some of the players and coaches. Good. I think it's interesting going into this year because when you think back to this time last year, we were going in also not knowing what to expect, but it was a bit more of a positive unknown because ignorance is bliss, right? You're, you're just going in going, we have a new head coach, everything, you know, there's a lot of hype, a lot of intrigue, things are going to be good this year. There's unknown because unfortunately of some bumps in the road that, that have created new questions because it almost feels like, okay, last year was, was a bit of a trial run. We went through an off season where a lot had to shift. So even though we've, we've been with this head coach and and a lot of things are going to be, you know, returning familiarity, you do expect it to look a lot different and you expect it to feel a lot different just because of what all has transpired around the football program. But I agree with you. I actually think that current projected win total is more about the quarterback than it is the head coach. I mean, obviously there's been plenty of questions there. We could talk about that till we're blue in the face, but when you're going in with a a three-way battle at quarterback for all intents and purposes, um, obviously Holden hasn't officially been redshirted, so we'll say four, but we all really expect three and two of them are power five transfers, one an sec transfer, but he's been injured. So we haven't seen how he's fitting in one, a you know, a power five transfer from Oregon, but didn't play there. So we don't really know what to expect there. And, and TJ, who was battling between being Bo's backup and being the guy. So I think that it's more about that than it is the off season. And I, 
look in the media. If you don't know something, you're going to aim lower than higher. But um, I, I would put us right now. Hmm, I would put us right now. I would say six. And I, I know that's low, but look, by fall camp, I'm going to see how I feel. But right now, knowing what I know or not knowing what I don't know, yeah. I'm going to say six wins. That's where I'm putting it. Well, since I work for the radio show, I can't put a win total on it. But I, yeah. will, say, I will say this, though. I like our number to be higher. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just because I think the toss-up games, everyone knows, they're always the toss-up games, always 50-50. Mm -hmm. It's the Georgia game and the Alabama game. And it makes it extremely tough because they're in they're in their stadium this year. So we right. play both those teams on the road. Uh, the next thing is we go to an Ole Miss team. Yep. Uh, Lane Kiffin, they will be better. But you lose a lot in Matt Corral. Mm -hmm. So it's not just you throw any quarterback out there and you're going to get the same results that you got from Matt Corral. So true. Uh, so, you know, that's a game I think can be a toss-up. Uh, Mississippi State is a scary game. Uh they came in here last year and caught fire, you know, mm -hmm. just rally off from 28 to three and came all the way back and, um, you know, end up beating us. And yep. so you just think about another year of them getting better with their quarterback. Um, you know, he's going to continue to sling the ball around and, and, and everything and their defense play better. So right. they're going to be a better football team. So it's a tough schedule for Auburn, no doubt. You know, you, you got to go. That's the SEC schedule. And it's not going to get any easier. Let's mm -hmm. be honest. Oklahoma test is coming to this thing within the next two years. <sighs> so, you know, this is this is the gunlet of a schedule that you might as well get used to if right. you're an Auburn fan. So, yeah, you know, well, we just got to understand that, you know, build that mental toughness to understand that you prefer to protect your home. So that means when teams come to Auburn Stadium as a fan base and as a players, you don't let someone come out of there with a win. Mm -hmm. You own your own stadium. So if you own your own stadium, that's at least, what, seven wins? Mm -hmm. And then you talk about the four that I just talked about that's on the road that's really tough. If you can split those two, you're talking about nine wins. Right. So, you know, that's why I say this schedule can uh, – it's a tough schedule, but I like a lot of our home games that gives us an opportunity to, especially early on, after going through what these guys have gone through this all season, you want to start off fast. And right. the better way to do that is get some W's. And uh, another team that kind of scares me a little bit, I don't really say scary, I just say kind of makes you like, okay, you got to watch out for is Arkansas. Big time. You know, I agree. Arkansas, yes, they lost their tough receiver. You know, I call him like Debo Samuels almost because he's a tough guy. Yeah. He, he was physical, but they lose him, but you know that coach out there, how he is. You know he loves Arkansas. You know yeah. he's going to recruit his tail off, and he's going to get those type of players in there that's going to fight for four quarters. So that's a team that we also have to be leery about. We'll see what happens, though, but that's the intriguing thing about the season. Anytime that yeah. you don't know what's going to happen at Auburn, typically they have a really good season. Yeah, sometimes they surprise you. They kind of level up. So we'll certainly uh, wait and see, and it, it's definitely exciting, but – Speaking of exciting, 
let's talk some baseball because like I said in the beginning, the Tigers are headed to Omaha. Auburn wins the Corvallis Super Regional in three games and are heading back to Omaha for the second time in three tournaments. And let me just go on record and say, I think that alone, Butch Thompson needs to be in higher conversations about one of the best coaches in this conference, one of the best coaches in the country. I mean, what he's accomplished there and, and on a national level in such a short amount of time, really, especially in the landscape of college baseball. I mean, you sometimes have coaches at programs for 20, 40 years and, and only have one trip to Omaha to their name. So uh, kudos to him and what he is building at this program. I, I can't say enough good things about Butch, but uh, definitely got interesting. Auburn won game one. They lost game two, forcing a game three. And uh, one by one, thanks to a two-run homer by none other than the co-SEC player of the year himself, Sonny D. But major shout-out to the pitching in this game as well. It really was tough for both lineups to get the bats going, especially for Auburn, an offense that certainly was able to click in regionals. But closer Blake Burkhalder really put the top of the lineup down to close this game out. But starter Mason Barnett threw a great game. Carson Skipper came in in relief. They really kept things in check. The Beavers actually had eight hits, which was more than we had, but the staff with 14 strikeouts really just kind of keeping them on their toes. And we were able to come away with the win. Now, obviously they've, they've talked a lot about this every year, but 80% of teams that win game one in supers go on to go to Omaha. And this year, the SEC sent five teams to the supers. Four of them won their game one and are going to Omaha. The only one who lost their game one and got cut out of the college world series was number one, Tennessee. And, uh, I don't know how many people saw that one coming, but that number one curse is a very real thing. This was the 10th number one seed to miss out on Omaha. It's really baffling, but uh, yeah. So Auburn, Arkansas, Ole Miss and Texas A&M head to Omaha. They're probably heading out there today. Media day and practice day are tomorrow with games starting on Friday. Three of the SEC teams are on the same side of the bracket. That is us, Arkansas and Ole Miss, along with Stanford. Texas A&M, Texas, Oklahoma, and Notre Dame are on the other side of the bracket. Auburn will kick things off facing Ole Miss on Saturday at 6 p.m., and you can catch it on ESPN2. So uh, what were your thoughts on Supers this weekend, Jay? I, for one, was on the edge of my seat in Game 3. I was freaking out, but uh, nonetheless, incredibly proud of the way they pulled it out. This team has so much freaking heart. You can just see it in the way they play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this baseball team is so resilient. Um, you think about uh, the aspect of winning in or in Oregon State. Like, yeah. you're not in your territory. You went on the road and did this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just shows a lot about the strength of your team. It shows a lot of the maturity about your team. Uh, like you say, you win game one, and then they come back and they answer you in game two. And then it's an all or nothing game for game three, like, mm-hmm. and you show up and you get the four to three victory. Um, you know, that's just uh, a kudos, like you said, to Coach Bush and getting these guys prepared uh, to put themselves in a position to go play for, go play in Omaha with a, a highly, highly chance to win this thing. We talked oh. about this last week because it's all about getting hot at the right time. And yeah. like I said, it's, this baseball team has been getting hot at the right time and they yeah. have been, 
And it's almost just like, it's just a rollover effect. It goes from one player to the next player and everybody is just feeling it right now. And you want to be heading to Omaha like Auburn and, you know, not being biased. I just really, really think I wouldn't be shocked to see us walk out of this thing victorious oh and coming home with the college world series. Like wow. I, I am just not shocked because you see this happening in sports all the time. Look at the NFL. Everyone talks about two, three teams all year long. Mm-hmm. Last year it was all about Kansas City, all about Kansas City. Maybe the Rams, talk about the Rams a little bit, but everyone predicted that, you know, Kansas City and maybe Tampa Bay would be in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Guess what? Neither was in the Super Bowl. Right. Cincinnati was in the Super Bowl and the Rams was in the Super Bowl. So, you know, it's all about catching on and getting that momentum. And Auburn has all the momentum right now. I didn't get a chance to see any of it Saturday because of the reception mm-hmm. and everything. But I mm-hmm. tell you, the ones like Sunday and Monday, like that was a gut wrenching, like on the edge of your seat type games. Yeah. And it all comes down to pitching always because you got to have strong pitching, but you also got to have strong defense. And those guys be able to they pick those grounders up and be able to throw a ball out at third and throw a ball out at first and to make the right decisions. Uh, do you try to throw home to get the guy out or do you go ahead and take the, take the second base and get the double play? So it's mm-hmm. always certain things that you have to be aboard about when you're playing in these games. It's still schematically – um, at the same time, a numbers game. Right. Well, and there's so much, there's more scheme and preparation than you even expect. I mean, the numbers that they're running in the dugout, the numbers that they're running before game even starts pitcher versus batter matchup, when to pull your reliever in, you know, based on whether he's going to face three lefties or a righty lefty righty I it's it, it gets so much more intricate than I think the the average fan realizes and what Butch and and Tim Hudson and Gabe Gross and, and what that group has done and the way they've prepared these guys for a run like this it, it's just incredible I think as Auburn fans you know we are in the SEC and football runs everything. And I certainly, you know, am am a massive football fan. I'm not going to discredit that. But I think that Auburn needs to recognize and and kind of change the perspective a little bit. And I think it's steadily changing, but you're in the heart of the South, so I get it. But the fact that we have Bruce Pearl and Butch Thompson at the same time, I feel like that's going to be like a moment in history. The fact that both of those coaches, they're going to go on, I believe, and be considered greats, you know, for their time at Auburn. And the fact that they're both here at the same time, their respective teams are going on national runs. They're being talked about on a national level. Football will get back there. Okay. The pendulum always swings, but I think we should be incredibly grateful that we we have both of those on campus at the same time and look what they're building with their respective programs that aren't football. The culture and the the excitement around both of these is palpable. I mean, when you're when you're there, when you're around this, when when the teams travel, there's a there's a fan contingency around baseball and basketball right now. And you credit Bruce and Butch for what they're doing and how they're running their program. So I just think that we need to to really make sure that we're conscious of that as fans, because this is certainly a, a, a moment that we'll look back on and be like, dang, we had two of the best coaches in their respective sports on campus at the same time. And that's that's incredible. But 
facing Ole Miss, look, that's not going to be an easy task to, to start things out on Saturday with Ole Miss. Obviously, their story has been one of, of a lot of intrigue. They entered the tournament as the last at-large team. Honestly, there was a lot of backlash about Ole Miss making it to the tournament, but then they went on a run through postseason, a five-game win streak in regionals and supers. They went through Coral Gables Regional and then the Hattiesburg Super. Uh, in the Hattiesburg Super against Southern Miss, they won game one, 10, nothing and game two, five, nothing. And if you look at the numbers they put up in the regional as well, they really found their groove with the bats. It was kind of similar to the way we got out of our regional. It was, it was big numbers. It was a lot of runs and it was an offense that got hot at the right time. So I think this matchup is going to be incredibly compelling. They have a lot of guys that uh, certainly have, have made their mark this season as well. Tim Elko coming back from uh, an ACL tear at the end of their season last year. So there's a lot of intrigue in this one, obviously the SEC West crossover, but definitely one that I think Auburn could take advantage of. There's a lot of familiarity. Ole Miss did win the series in the regular season two to one. It was our first SEC series of the regular season. So I'm excited for that one. I'm excited for the run that they could go on in, in Omaha, because honestly, I think that the field is, is a little more surprising. I expected to see Tennessee. I expected to see ECU over Texas, even though I know Texas is a mainstay. I thought ECU was going to pull that one off. So I think there have been some surprises in this one, but I think that it sets us up really well. A bit of that underdog, a bit of that we aren't sure what to expect. It may cue this team up for a big run. You talk about the Ole Miss going into Southern Miss, you know, who's ranked number 11 in the country, mm-hmm. uh, a really, really good baseball team and always have been. Uh, yeah. Like I said, my family lives in Hattiesburg, so I know a lot about their their program. Uh, and they're, they love their baseball down there. And, you know, once they beat LSU, you know, I think they was probably on a too high and they couldn't get themselves back up for Ole Miss. And Ole Miss went in there and they and they clean they clean house. You yeah, know, they beat them ten to zero and beat them five to zero. And right. but I still like Auburn just because I feel like we faced a harder opponent in Oregon State. Yeah, I agree. Know? And uh, I just think that we've had to keep winning to stay into this level. So it's not. I just like our guys not getting too high, but understanding the magnitude of where they're at. Hopefully, you know they understand that Ole Miss is a tough challenge. Uh, like you said, they. It was a long time ago. So the good thing about playing a team that you're familiar with is when you watched and, and studied the tape and, and things that you need to do differently uh, from this standpoint, because both teams, let's just be honest, are not the same teams they were when they faced early in the year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you get a chance to, but you do know personnel. And that's one thing that helps you out from uh, deciding who you want to pitch in this game, who do mm-hmm. you want to, you know, sit in this game because now you you know their personnel, they know your personnel. So it's going to be a little bit of a chess match from that standpoint. But um, I expect this to be a great, great game. And uh, like I said, I, I'm still riding with my Auburn Tigers. I just think they're, oh, yeah. they're, they're there, with that momentum and, and everything. And I say well coached, you know, well coached and got two guys on the staff that's been in big time games mm-hmm. and pros as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that bodes well for them too. I totally agree. I like it. And I'm looking forward to the matchup. Um, I am actually going to be in Omaha covering it for the SEC network. Yes. We're going to be doing 
a lot of digital content. So make sure you catch us, secsports.com. We'll be on Twitter, Facebook, giving you all the behind the scenes content, access to the players. We'll be hitting them up, getting some interviews done tomorrow during media day. So make sure you check out the SEC's social media. You can check out my personal uh, social media at Taylor Beth Davis. I'll be given all the behind the scenes content for all the SEC teams, but you know, I'm going to be looking out for my Tigers. All right. So make sure you follow us there. We're going to have an awesome time in Omaha and looking forward to seeing what the Tigers can do to close out the season. That is going to do it for us this week on Believe in Everything Auburn. As always, Jason and I greatly appreciate you guys listening and following along. Keep it locked. Subscribe if you haven't already so you'll get a notification every time we release an episode. Thanks again for listening, everybody. Have a fantastic week. War Eagle. War Eagle. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.